Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, let me get my things together. Turn off my telephone because that makes funny noises. Although I'm on a new microphone today, listeners, so maybe it wouldn't do that. We'll never know, so I'm just going to turn it off anyway. For diligence to stay close, to stay focused on you, our lovely audience. How are you all doing? What's anew in your world? Well, I'll tell you what's anew in mine. I currently am in what I would believe to be called a cul-de-sac of inspiration because I'm sitting here thinking what am I going to have for my tea you know when you have those situations where you just no idea what you want to cook and I'm in that weird funny space where I cook a lot of things on repeat so I've been making a lot of ratatouille since the beginning of lockdown all the lockdowns would you believe and I make a lot of vegan chili con carne and I need some inspiration listeners because I just don't know what what are those lovely quick meals you can make yeah so that's what's on my mind right now if I'm if I'm bleeding honest with you and it was my birthday, May 28th was my birthday, listeners. My adorable husband got me a beautiful picture of me, not me, God, that was a slip, wasn't it? Got, got a picture of, of him and our daughter, which I just thought was the sweetest thing. And then he got us another picture, he had printed and framed another picture of just of her, which is very cute. So that was a lovely birthday. My friends came around and we sunned ourselves in the garden because it was sunny um it was my 40th did I say that already I didn't have a meltdown because I just think look what a lucky lucky person I am to get to 40 because a lot of people don't that's literally all I can think um if you haven't uh, been paying attention to probably what various banks are doing to their logos and turning them into rainbows you might not notice listeners that it is pride month well, isn't that exciting? And what we've been doing, because as you know, this series is all about you, the listeners. What we've been doing is asking you... Oh, can you hear that? Dog viciously attacking somebody. I'm so sorry. I've taken to doing this thing where I'm with him. If he starts barking manically at people, I go, I'm so sorry he's a rescue when he's not a rescue. But it really gets you out of jail because they're like, oh, yes, I feel your pain. Um, we have now what we call... Le standoff, because who's going to go and stop the dog barking? Is it going to be me or my husband? And I look out over the garden and I see him coming. Brinkmanship, listeners. He's got some lungs on him, that dog, I tell you. 
Anyway, it's Pride Month, but maybe that's why Ridley's barking. And we wanted to know what you want it to be, because sometimes Pride Month seems to be dictated by lots of people who aren't queer, um, sort of doing funny campaigns and things. So we asked you all what you wanted, and that's going to be the theme of the next few episodes for the the full Pride Month, and maybe beyond, because the whole point of Pride is that it's actually year-round. And I'll get into more of that in a bit. But what I will tell you is that the first one we're going to do is about being LGBTQ+, and how that is being celebrated in schools, because this has been a long time coming together, but also beautifully ties in with things that you ask for um craig is one of the people who wrote in when i asked on instagram how would you like to see pride month celebrated craig said big push on celebrating it in schools to help queer kids feel supported exhibit a exhibit b Heartstopper. i mean the most beautiful exulting oh dog's at it again let it go buddy maybe do you think ridley should try um mindfulness uh, is that, you know, in schools, Heartstopper was so inspiring and beautiful and wonderful. Everybody loves it. And it's so, anyway, so my head is in a sort of school's space, shall I say. So we're doing two things about LGBTQ plus in schools. In part one, oh, I've slightly lost my thread. So this all started by, by two listeners. Firstly, a listener called Leah. If you remember, she wrote in and said that she has a geography teacher called Mr. Matley. And she got in touch with us via email to tell us how amazing and inspiring Mr. Matley had been to her and others at the school. And they created an LGBTQ plus group at school and creating this whole space where people could feel safe and supported. And Mr. Matley and Leah came to chat to me. So we we talk all about what it's like to be a teacher who also has his own queer story and Leah who's a student at school telling her story it is an amazing chat and such an inspiring beautiful warm lovely conversation to hear so that's part one then part two is inspired by another listener Layla now Layla is a parent at Hillcrest Primary School in Bristol and she emailed me this podcast that the school and the pupils have made to celebrate pride and it's just the most beautiful, uplifting thing that just, I just go, when I listen to it, I go, wow, times have changed. You know, it's this beautiful, positive, wonderful thing, hearing kids talk about pride. And it's incredible. So that's part two. Cannot wait for you to hear both. And then uh, what else have I got to say? If you haven't listened already, uh, you've got to listen to our chat with Arthur Parkinson. It has had such a lovely reaction on Instagram and stuff. People just saying it was lovely and how much everybody fell in love with Arthur. And quite right too, because he's a lovely man. You know the drill, people. Contact us with your stories, your feedback. We're always up for a chat. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or Instagram at homosapiens. I was thinking about agony uncles. And I was thinking how much I loved doing that Agony Uncle the other day where we asked you listeners to help with the answer. And I think we should do more of that. Please, could you do me the honour of writing in an Agony Uncle that you think the community might be able to help with? The last one was someone asking about coming out over Zoom to their family. What have you got that's on your mind? And it can be, by the way, it doesn't have to be a huge problem. It can also just be something you want to ask people. Uh, It can just be a question like... 
Should I be slutty on Friday, for example? My answer will always be yes. Be slutty in a safe and respectable manner, people. Um, so we are uh, moving on, Christopher, before you tell everyone to be slutty again. Listeners, this is what you said you wanted Pride to be about on Instagram. Craig, as mentioned, said he wanted to talk about schools. Well, Craig, we have delivered for you that. Ridders said we should balance protest and celebration the celebration is as important as the protest i couldn't agree more and we're going heavy on the celebration uh this pride month i would say readers i think that for pride month eh5113 says i think that for pride month there should be exhibitions in museums showing queer art quite right too the bbc are doing a big kind of bit of scheduled programming around queer stuff i noticed uh johnny penders says i want to see as many people that represent our umbrella of wonderfulness yeah lovely keep it broad love that johnny and david says million pound donation to me please that's how david would like to celebrate pride absolutely david that's fine just send us a what would you call them a venmo link send me your paypal we'll just get everybody just to donate a million pounds well we'll, we'll club together to create the the million pound figure but absolutely sounds right thomas says pride is now more of a celebration of lgbtq plus life but i think we mustn't forget the protest element of it because after all that's how it started so this year i'd like to see protests against the government continuing to dither and not deliver in the full in the conversion therapy ban well here we go because let me tell you so what we've got planned for this pride month is exactly that it's part celebration it's part activism or protest as we say so today we're talking about schools um we're going to be talking to munro bergdorf talking about many things including what you just said there thomas is this lack of the parity on the conversion therapy ban um i love munro i love munro's activism what she's done for um, activism and visibility is unparalleled and she's a good laugh to boot so there we go so that's happening we're going to be reporting from trans pride as well we've obviously got the pride in schools episode today i've said that uh, everyone what's this episode about today and then we've got loads of other things and i'm just going to say they're surprises because they're really exciting um they're hugely exciting can you hear me hugely exciting we also asked what you thought of the 50th anniversary of pride coin that has been made in the uk well everybody it was a little split amazing says devster awesome says how do you like your person uh, a publicity stunt to take the tension off the conversion therapy ban says bseau4 ajm doodle says i guess a pink pound would have been a little on the nose i would have loved a pink pound um so this is about a coin in for anyone who doesn't know a coin a 50p coin that has been made with rainbow colors basically and the trans pride flag as well it's a distraction technique says dan richie says pink washing how dare they use the progress pride flag well trans people are overlooked i agree richie adam says love it g house when we live in an increasingly cashless society commemorative coins feel hollow Mm -hmm. 5114 fork says rather they banned conversion therapy for the trans community a men this feels like a pointless token gesture says ghol i would rather they ban trans conversion torture correct poppers x perfume mm, nice the new fragrance from jean-paul gautier hypocritical and laughable considering how the community have been treated by the uk government absolutely correct sam says controversial couldn't the dollars spent making these be better put into supporting lgbt folk 
Well, and then Craig says, love it. P. Burns says, I'm going to get one. Don't really know what it does, anything in a wider sense. Just nice to see it. Scotty, as in at Scotty is fat, guest previously on this here podcast, says, as redundant as coins in our cashless society. TJ says, it's the same as employees asking for a raise and then being told they're valued as a pizza. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think that, uh, great, coin, great, 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 great. But that coin is only going to resonate with people if we feel that elsewhere we are being treated with the same respect and it doesn't actually just feel like a kick in the teeth. And when the UK government is refusing to include trans people in the ban on conversion therapy, it just feels like a no. But, you know, also it's it's good, but it's got, to ha- it's got to match what's being done elsewhere. That's my feeling. Rob says, emotionally, it feels good to have representation in a way. But also, I want more than a literal token gesture. We want progress, not fancy pennies. We want equality and safety for all our community that can't be tampered with or questioned by future policymakers or society structure. So true, Rob. You know, the don't say gay thing in Florida is just regressions of rights. It's just awful. It feels nice to have recognition for the last 50 years and the improvements, but also a hollow gesture because this anniversary should be more like 100 years of more. Don't get me wrong, I'm so glad it has happened and pushing for change is constant, but we shouldn't have to. But also, visually and graphically, it upsets me. I think they could have tried harder with the design. The colour lines aren't even the same thickness. Spoken like a true queer person, we always notice the details, don't we, Rob? Lizzie says, lip service and a gimmick, but also I want it. Lizzie... As whoever it was said it, we contain multitudes. Now, let's have a look at emails. Dear Chris and Homo Sapiens crew, here's a queer Aussie election update. Woo! I love this email. Meanwhile, over here in Australia, we're celebrating the turn of the tide as right-wing transphobic Prime Minister's pet, Catherine Deves, or Deves, Deves, gets booted out along with her fundamentalist misogynist boss. The whole LGBTQIA community is a lot safer than 24 hours ago. And ta-da! Our new foreign minister, minister, Penny Wong, is not just awful because she's smart and principled and climate aware. She's Asian, Australian and so gay. We have a queer foreign minister and I'm so happy. And then loads of rainbow flag emojis. Love, Anoush. Anoush, what amazing news this is. Thank you so much for writing in and have a Google of Penny Wong, people. It's just so exciting. It's so exciting. What a way to kick off Pride Month. Hey, there's the celebration bit. Right. Anoush, I love that email. Thank you so much. Here is part one with Leah and Mr. Matley. It is this beautiful story. Grab a tissue because you're going to cry. Hello, Leah. And hello, Mr. Matley. Hello, Chris. Leah, do you want to start by telling me the story? Because this season is all about the listeners and you have been writing <laughs> to us over the years. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Matley, it's Chris Matley is his proper name, but I just can't bring myself, I was telling you earlier, <laughs> I can't bring myself to call him Chris. Um, I can't. Mr. Matley uh, was the one who introduced you to the podcast, but just tell me in, in brief, if you can, the story. So um, I believe it was the beginning of year 11. So how long ago was that? Three years ago, almost okay. four years. Yeah. Which now I think about it is a really, really long time. I might have <laughs> a central crisis about that later. Um, yeah, roughly three years ago. And I just remember we were having a chat. It was, uh, I was sat in your office and I just probably had a breakdown or something about exams or circumstances at the time. And I just remember Miss Smartly being like, 
you need to listen to this podcast. I think you showed me maybe one of the episodes, one of the first episodes from like season um, series one, episode one or something like that. Um, and I went home and I'd like carried on listening to it. And I just remember like, I don't know, it felt like so, it, I when I listened to the podcast, it felt like someone was talking like to me. I was having the conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was talking about everything that would be usually in my old household. Like, just, you don't talk about it. You don't talk about that stuff. And right. I remember I, w- I would stay up quite late and I remember sitting in the kitchen and I'd have my headphones in and I'd just, I'd just continuously, like, listen to episodes after episode until, like, I physically couldn't stay awake. And then, you know, I'd, I'd go to bed and... And the best bit, and this is, uh, and this will tell me how much of an officiado I am. The best bit was in those early series. Remember all those emails that you used to get about uh, how much chewing went on and how much noise yeah. there was in the back of cars. Those were, you know, those were the the bits that kind oh of uh, stitched all the podcasts together. I loved yeah. commuting. It's been yeah, a long it was time, great, but people really hated it. <laughs> I remember one particular episode where I'm pretty sure you. Would- you were eating toffee or something and like someone wrote in i was like please can you stop doing this toffee i remember that much. very vividly <laughs> yeah toffee's a bit much even for like even i think toffee's mm. a bit much like but um <laughs> but then so one of the things that you've done that's lovely leah is you've been when you write in you tell me about your your story and you know yeah. your kind of journey to discovering your sexuality and many other things which has been amazing to mm-hmm. see you blossom and all the rest of it but you've also always been saying every time since the first time you ever wrote Mr Matley doesn't realize how amazing he is and <laughs> this group that he has set up at the yeah. school yeah. how amazing that is so what is the group Mr Matley? So uh, at the school that I teach at, which is um, William Farr Church Finger School in Lincolnshire, a uh, little rural Lincolnshire, um, we have a group. It's called the LGBT Plus Space. It was now coming up to its, oh, it's nine years old now. Um, and essentially what had happened was um, I had a student in my form room who had joined from an American school and they sort of said, oh, have, have you got a GSA? And I did not know what that was. And I felt utterly embarrassed as a gay man to be like, what on earth is a GSA? I have no idea what it no, is. I don't know what it is. Um, and, and she was like, oh, it's a gay straight alliance. You know, the oh. schools have them in, uh, in, in America. Do you have one? And I said, well, you know, we're a, we're a very accepting school. We have students who are o- openly LGBT. You know, we don't, we don't there's not really been a kind of a need for one but there was something that kind of stuck in my brain that sort of said well you know we have a christian union we have you know a chess club why couldn't we have a space that was for lgbt plus students mm. uh, and so nine years ago um you know i sort of designated a room at a lunchtime and said put a notice in the bulletin and sort of said you know if you're interested you know come along to uh, uh, to this space now at, at this time i was still closeted at, uh, at work i wasn't out um i wasn't um. out to any of my friends or, or colleagues and staff um, I tried to kind of be a good, you know, LGBT role model. And I tried to change the lessons uh, and the PSHE lessons. I started sort of putting things in there by stealth. Um, mm. But uh, I hadn't sort of done that process of, of coming out. And, you know, the reason for that is, you know, Section 28 and all of those things, there's still that big legacy yep. and that ghost of Section 28 of not 
you know, is am I going to get in trouble? You know, it's a Church of England school. Is this going to be a huge, massive problem? Am I going to lose my job? Um, mm. So we started it for this one student. And the first lunchtime, there was me and her. And that was it. Uh, and then we did some assemblies uh, and, you know, advertised it. And then more and more people came and more and more people came. Um, and then, you know, it's become in this kind of, you know, Lincolnshire. It's not, you know, metropolitan London. It's not, uh, you know, a big city. It's a rural kind of farming um, community, uh, a county. Um, and it, we let the kids name it. We said, you know, what do you want to call it? Um and they said, well, it's a space. It's a space where we can come and, you know, we can talk about things. We can meet other people. We can ask questions if we want to ask questions. And they fill the space with, you know, what they want to discuss that week and how they want to be. And, um, you know, we try and have a theme every term. And it's just kind of gone from strength to strength. We do um, talks to our um, you know, our local mental health um, charities. We support other schools. I mean, just uh, about a month ago, we had an email from a school in Australia who said, really? um, yeah, and they found our name on the, the bottom of a Stonewall um, uh, kind of publication uh, about mm -hmm. how to set up an LGBT plus, you know, voice group for students. And I got this email from th this teacher in Darwin saying, could you give us some advice? So we've gone from this little wow. rural county to being just like bonkers international. Um, so it's been an, um, like a, a weird journey. Uh, and it's been a big journey for me as well. Um, and, you know, supporting students like Leah, who I, I taught, you know, geography, I, I teach geography as the, the yeah. mainstay. And then, you know, for me, I knew her as this student in geography and then, you know, to help her and support her through, the journey she's been on has been so life affirming for me. Um, you know, then a lot of tears, a lot of kind of heartache and a lot of kind of support in the, the best way that you work out how to do it. Um, all the good stuff. All the good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Lincoln. 
Leah, what has the group done for you? Oh my gosh. I remember when I first came to Mr. Matley, and I'm pretty sure it was after you did an assembly, and I kind of put the two into girls like, oh, he's my geography teacher, and you know, he also runs the LGBT um, plus space in school. I remember first going to Mr. Matley, and obviously he recommended it to me. At the time, I don't believe I was like out. I think one of my friends knew, mm-hmm. but it was like, do not talk about it. I'm telling you this because I will implode if I don't tell someone. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would, it sounds quite sad. I would used to, um, I used to walk past the classroom that it was held in. And I would always just like poke my head around the corner of like, mm, no, not today. I can't do it. Uh, I'd pr- I must have done that for a few months actually. And then, um, that's so not sad. I by just, the way. you know, like everybody does. I hope not. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> not I must sad. have looked crazy to other students. Like I would literally walk up and down the corridor or find an excuse to walk past and, you know, like just peer in or whatever. And then yeah. one day, I guess I just kind of, sucked it up and walked in and I was like, hi, <laughs> can I sit down? And it was this whole, this whole thing. And then went ever since. And I, the highlight of being with the group was probably the NHS conference we spoke at. You did a speech, right? I did. I did. And I think about it regularly still. And just um, tore the house down. <laughs> like, honestly, you've never seen a room more captivated by a young person speaking. And, you wow. know, she has this room of <laughs> doctors, nurses, professionals from the NHS, and she just has them in the palm of her hand. And, you know, um, that's a special skill to be able to captivate a room of over 100 people just with your words. And she was just... She was a quivering wreck beforehand. I was shaking like a leaf before. Yeah, Yeah, you should have seen me. In brief, sort of, what was your speech about? What was the main message? So um, the theme of that conference that year was love and relationships, I believe. Um, See, I remember it so well. And (laughs) I went at it from, like, an angle of unconditional love and relationships with family, obviously writing... This speech was really... I must have done it three or four times. And I could not hack it. So I wrote it in third person. Right. So I spoke about myself from my perspective, but also someone else's perspective. It's very... It worked for me at the time. And then, you know, at the end, I was like, just heads up. Everything I just told you is about me. So, you know, go easy. (laughs) Um was quite emotional and very intense but there was something very relieving about it um being able to talk to so many people about myself which I hope doesn't sound selfish but it was what I it was what I had been through and I felt quite validated after that um and like I wasn't going crazy in a way I guess yeah and do in your group in the LGBT plus space Mm -hmm. Is it like for straight and LGBT kids to yeah, mix or a- just LGBT? Absolutely. Anybody can um, come. We tend to find that it is the LGBT plus students of the school that come. Uh, and, mm. you know, uh, th- we, we have a lot of students at the school who, who maybe never come to the club. Um, I've had a lot of students come and sort of knock on my door and say, look, uh, please don't be offended. I'll never come to the club. 
I love that it's there. It makes me feel, you know, safe and happy, but I'm just not there yet. I don't think I could walk across that threshold and, and, and come along. Uh, and mm. so that's really, really nice. But, um, you know, students bring, you know, LGBT plus students, they bring their uh, friends along. They might be straight. Um, they might be queer. It, it doesn't matter who comes along mm. to the space. So it's a space for kind of for anybody and everybody um and yeah we try and have a theme every term it might be something that it's been in the news um lgbt icons the kind of people that you know you don't get taught about in school mm. um and so so yeah it is for everybody but it, it is it's predominantly attended by you know um lgbt plus students and their friends well, it's wonderful and it's remarkable and i also imagine it's easier to step through that door if it's for for everyone because then you don't have to define who you are by stepping through that door absolutely and one of the things that we do is that we never we never take a register um we never sort of say who's there and there is no obligation for any student to say hi i identify as i am this it's mm. all very much if you want to share with somebody and tell somebody your story if you want to to say um you know who you are then that's completely under you there's no there's no playbook there's no rule book there's no timeline to any of this you be you you fill the space with who you are you know and sometimes you know when um, there are new faces. We kind of sort of say, you know, hello, I'm, you know, I'm Miss Malley. I'm a gay man. And sometimes that, you know, greases the wheels and gives people that confidence because, you know, for me, that was completely devoid in my education. That uh, LGBT was not mentioned. It was just, you know, anything that was gay was derogatory. And, you know, mm. I kind of stewed in that kind of horrible mess that was Section 28. And that left me with a lot of you know, stuff that I had to process. And so yes. for me, um, just being that kind of member of staff, that's, even if that's all that that I ended up doing, I mean, I had to work up to that when I started the LGBT plus space for that one kid in my form. You know, there were probably a lot of people who were like, is he, why, why is he running that club? You know, yeah. those kind of things. Cause I hadn't got to that place yet. So how did you come out? Did you come out to the class or did you come out in school? Actually, um, it, it, it got, it got to the point where I think that with a lot of kind of work, on myself and going to speak to you know therapists and speaking to people and, and reading a lot of literature i, I realized it takes that a I village was, yeah absolutely it takes a village and then some i realized that you know my i hadn't had that education i hadn't had that education you know i had i didn't know what books to read i didn't know what shows to watch and i was hmm. so far backward closeted that um you know i was just get to the end get you know and i start I, st I set myself sort of milestones like if i can get to this bit then I'll, then I'll come out. If I get to that bit, I'll come mm. out. Um, and then I got to a point where I was very, very sort of happy and comfortable with who I was. I was in a good relationship and, uh, and those kind of things. And then I decided um, I'd just become a, a head of year. So I had a whole 250 kids uh, that were my responsibility. And I had previously been a head of year to a, a, a previous year group as well. And I'd spent my seven years with them, not being honest with them. And I felt, I felt guilty. I felt guilty mm -hmm. that I couldn't tell them and share that thing with me. And it was at the stage where, you know, I, I'd make up, like if, if there was a, a female member of staff who was kind of friendly with me and the kids would be like, Oh, sir, are you, you know, where are you going for a drink? I'd go along with it because I was right. still desperately worried that 
in this Church of England school, if I came out, I'd somehow bring the, the world's hate down on this school. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I had this massive guilt riding with me from a whole you know, set of kids that I'd never said. So I was like, right, I'm going to I'm going to say um, and I was had to deliver an assembly uh, and I didn't want to do a kind of surprise uh, assembly. Uh, instead, it was an assembly about reflection, about looking back and learning from mistakes. And I put all of these pictures of you know me as a little kid with a you know toy lawnmower and stuff and bits and bobs. And then it got to you know kind of teenage years, and I was like, and here are the you know the acne years where there are no living photos of me because I was covered in spots. And it's about now that I realised that I was gay and then just completely moved on. That was it. I didn't say anything else, just went straight on with the rest of the assembly. Reflection is really important. We learn from our mistakes and we grow. And then I remember walking back to my class and it was my year group. And there was a couple of uh, kids in in front of me. And um, there was this lad in front of me uh, and he turned to his friends. He went, I told you, I told you he was gay. I told you all along. And I tapped him on the shoulder and went... What did you tell them? And he was like flush with, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? And so that was it. And that was the first time I said it. And then that was, that was it. It wasn't a big thing. It was a sentence. It was a sentence in an assembly. And that was it. Wow. I mean, congratulations. And that's remarkable. And how wonderful that you doing the thing that you're doing has meant that there are kids who can feel safe to come out in in their earlier years and Leah one of the things you've been saying is that Mr Matley doesn't realize how amazing he (laughs) is just tell me tell me how amazing he is and why he needs to hear it I can name multiple multiple I can talk about this for years and he will he will he's doing it now he'll sit there and he'll shake his head like no 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 you're (laughs) he's too humble for his own good and I think he knows that um well, put it this way. So I'm going to make it a slightly easier question. What has he specifically <laughs> done for you that is so amazing? Okay. The, the, weirdly, the first thing that comes to mind is when I, I guess you could say, when I came out to my mother, my mum. Yeah. Um, the way that happened was quite explosive, I think. Um, I'll set the scene. I was in the car. My mum was dropping me off uh, for school. I had an English... And a science exam that day, which makes it a Wednesday. Um, I was very off that morning. I just, I didn't feel well. I was stressed. It was, the, the, a lot was building up, I think, at this point anyway. And, like, I had, like, involvement with, like, social services and stuff um, because of my situation. And my mum probably, she turned to me and she just harmlessly asked, like, are you okay? Like, and... I just, I think I just imploded and exploded all in one go. And, you know, I was like, I'm gay in a homophobic religion. Of course, I'm not fine, you know. And, like, that was it. And I must I must have turned, like, pale as ghosts. And I just remember I looked at my mum and she looked at me and, you know, the look on her face will never leave me. Um, she looked as if I, you know, just murdered someone and confessed to it. Mm. Um and I remember I didn't say a word. I got out of the car and I just ran into school. I just ran for the door. Um, and I, was, I must have done a lap of the school looking for my head of year. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't find her anywhere. And I got into the school canteen. There's the really long corridor um, from the canteen to the reception. And at the very end of that 
corridor was Mr. Matley's old office. <laughs> and, you know, my next port of call was, I need to find Mr. Matley. I need to find Sir. Oh. And I got into the canteen and I saw him at the other end. I made a beeline straight for him. I must have sprinted. I think I dropped my bag as well along the way. And I just, I just, I was quite rude because he was talking to another student at the time. And, but I was this, I was an absolute mess. I was like, what have I done? What have I done? Oh my God, sir, I've, I've really, I've really, I've really fucked up. I've really, I've done something really bad. You know, his, you know, his first like responsible thing to do was to just calm me up down. <laughs> um, yeah. I must have been hyperventilating. I must have been crying as well. I just, I couldn't figure out what was up and what was down. So he just took me aside and was like, chill out, okay? Um, and, like, I told him, like, oh, I just told my mum I was gay and blah, 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 all of this. Basically, I just had to get ready for my English exam. That's all I had to do was get through my first exam. And so, you know, I calmed down. I used probably an entire box of tissues from his office, you know. And it was like, just go and do your English exam. Like, we'll, we'll sort this out. Just, just calm down. And I think I came out of that exam with an A, um, wow. Which was probably one of my one of my best one of my best Mr. exams Matt, I did. Nodding everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just got wow. out, and uh, you know, after that, I sat in my head teacher, uh, my head of years office, and with Mr. Matley, and we just like kind of smoothed things over. That was. I don't want to be extreme and so say that was the worst moment of my life, but it was hard. And mm-hmm. um, in all of the moments like that, I can name many. Um, Miss Matley's always been like there, like whether mm. he's in the background or he's just you know poked his head into my head of years office to see if I was okay or if it would. Th- I had a lesson with him that day. Like he was, all- he's always in one of those moments, and all of those moments I've come out the other end, like still fine, still here. Um, so I owe, I do owe a lot to him. And he'll he'll say that you know it's all you, Leo. But he he needs to understand that I couldn't have done it without someone as like staples, Mister Matley. What an incredible story! And <laughs> you know, well done, and for being incredible and brave, and all of those things, and the the way that you have come on since then and it's been a wonderful thing to watch you blossom and grow and to write in and say that Mr Matley's so amazing it's just a really sweet thing for you to do so I hope I mean you know I hope the pair of you will stay in touch and keep us updated on what Mm. on what you're doing next keep us across what you're doing with each year of each Mm. theme and all of that would you agree to do that for us Uh, that would be absolutely amazing I mean it's just the it's an absolute no-brainer, um, as as Leah's just said. Um, you know, for me, as a gay man who struggled, um, you know, finding kind of their place, and Homo sapiens has been this little comfort blanket, this Bible. And so when I had Leah, who was taking her first faltering steps and was in a circumstance that's completely different to to me you know I I am very privileged to be kind of you know cisgender white um you know gay man and in comparison you know my history and my background was lots of shame and lots of worry and lots of self-doubt and lots of picking myself apart but for me, Homo sapiens was that thing that filled in those gaps, those education mm. that I didn't get because I was too scared to go to, you know, 
um, gay spaces and queer spaces and I was too scared to talk uh, and so that filled in the gaps for me and became that thing that helped me be uh, more aware and more confident and so when you have someone like that uh, who comes to you who is in an even more complicated um, situation you say actually you do know you need those little touchstones so listen to this podcast it will it will calm you. It will make you feel like you're part of a family. It will make you feel seen. It will give you that kind of confidence because it's definitely worked for me. So, you know, this um, to keep in contact with this, this, this absolute, you know, cornerstone of, you know, LGBT uh, visibility and education in history is you've just like asked me, do you want to come to Disneyland every day? And I'm like, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. So, well, yeah. that's, that's very sweet to say. And I will end by saying, Leah, you told me Mr. Matley's amazing. I have spent a very brief amount of time with you, Mr. Matley, and I can tell that you are. And congratulations on doing amazing things but i will also say leah that you are absolutely incredible as well it's inc- very clear to me so 100%. thank you thank, thank you both and this is just the beginning it's not the end but thank you yes. both very much mm-hmm. well done thank you uh that's the end of part one what a beautiful story what a lovely pair of people mr matley you are wonderful leah you're wonderful uh stay tuned come back for part two because we're heading over to hillcrest primary school's pride special it's beautiful hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.